Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Being a Fan of Disney podcast. I'm your host, Cody Habbard. In this episode, I discuss a paper I wrote for the Grazi Audio Business Review about Disney versus Comcast and lessons that can be learned from the corporate rivalry. I hope you enjoy the information and you find it engaging. Please come along with us on our adventure. Hello class. Today we're going to talk about a paper I recently wrote for the Grazi Audio Business Review about Disney and Comcast relationship and how their rivalry has driven a lot of decisions made by those organizations and taking from the, that relationship, looking at some lessons that other people could learn from this corporate rivalry. Um, as you know, I write about rivalry and in-group, out-group behavior. So this paper really looked at distinct areas of that relationship from the Disney perspective. So to begin, a brief overview of rivalry, it occurs when groups compete, and that can happen in sport, politics, consumer goods, brands, wherever groups are competing directly or indirectly, rivalry can manifest, and that's where it's born. Um, rivalry can have both positive and negative outcomes. It can make people feel closer together, which is a good thing. Um, it gives people more an added level of excitement to consume some type of product, whether that's a sport product or um, something like a, a launch of a new product's line. Um, it can also have negative outcomes though, as well. People, leading people to be derogatory of the outgroup, um, using negative language toward the outgroup, um, and even showing violence toward the outgroup. And we see this in sport and outside of sport as well. Um, because of that, organizations have to be careful when they're promoting these rivalry relationships to keep fans from entering into or to keep from encouraging that deviant, negative, or violent behavior. Now, because this paper was written from the perspective or the viewpoint of Disney, a brief history of the Disney um, Walt Disney Company. It was founded in 1923, and we know several of the shorts and movies that were created or have been created by the company. In 1955, Disneyland opened in Anaheim, California. Uh, Walt Disney World opened in Orlando, Florida in 1971, following the death of Walt Disney. In 1984, following a hostile takeover bid, Michael Eisner was named CEO of the company. And his era is known for the expansion of parks worldwide, the purchase of ABC's Capital Cities Studios, and increased movie studio production within the company um, with naming subsidiary studios such as Touchstone and others. In 2005, Robert Iger assumed this, the role of CEO, and his era is known as um, the expansion era or the um, transaction era. Um, he recently stepped down in 2020, but throughout his tenure with the company, the company purchased Pixar, Marvel Studios, Lucasfilm, Fox Properties, and they also launched uh, Disney Plus and the ESPN Plus streaming services. So to get on with the competition between Comcast and the Walt Disney Company, um, when we look at network television, the Walt Disney Company um, has ABC as their network and Comcast has NBC as their network. 
Both companies also have sport properties, uh, namely ESPN from the Walt Disney Company and NBC Sports and now Sky Sports from Comcast Corporation. Within the theme parks, uh, the Walt Disney Company runs 12 Disney theme parks globally and Comcast Corporation runs four global parks with one recently announced. Um, some notable elements or takeaway in 2019, Universal placed all four of its parks in the top 25 amusement parks in the world list, and Disney placed 67% of their properties. Um, on top of that, combined Universal and Disney properties made up four of the top five spaces on that list. Um, some interesting takeaways, the inclusion of Marvel characters at the parks. For instance, um, because of rights and um, intellectual property rights, you'll see Marvel characters um, at Universal theme parks, the Islands of Adventure in Florida. But because Disney owns uh, Marvel, you will see Marvel characters in Disneyland in California. And um, they've recently announced um, a new Marvel-centric land that will appear in Disney's California Adventure. Um, also, Walt Disney World has added Toy Story Land, and they also added Star Wars Galaxy's Edge to both Florida and California. Um, and Universal has the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So with these additions, the rivalry in the theme park space um, definitely heats up, and a lot can be said as to who benefits from this. Um, because when both companies are trying to outdo the other company or they're competing to, to put out a better property, that ultimately helps the, the fan and the bottom line consumer. When we look at theatrical productions, the paper really focused on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And in particular, the Walt Disney Company um, now owns Marvel, so they produce the movies from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. However, Disney does not own all of the characters that belong in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, for instance, Sony owns Spider-Man, and you probably um, read or heard over this last summer the negotiations between Sony and Disney to allow Spider-Man um, to continue in the MCU and to also continue with the Spider-Man franchise within Sony. Comcast Corporation owns the rights to the Incredible Hulk character. Um, and this is why this relationship, and you see there's the Incredible Hulk was made in 2008, and since then has not had another standalone movie in what's known as the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Instead, the Incredible Hulk character has had their story trajectory told through other stories and through other movies within the MCU where they are allowed to interact with other MCU characters. And then a fourth area that the paper discussed was acquisitions and streaming services. So this is the future of what is happening um, with these companies and what's happening in the entertainment space in general. Um, and so here's a few items or here's a few um, acquisitions and streaming services to run down. The Walt Disney Company acquired Fox in 2019. Um, they now control Hulu because they purchased Comcast's portion of Hulu. 
And then recently they launched um, the streaming services Disney Plus and ESPN Plus. Comcast Corporation, as part of that Fox acquisition by Disney, um, acquired Sky Sports um, to reach a, a more global audience with their sport offerings. And then their streaming service, which they're calling Peacock, will launch um, in 2020. And so some of the lessons that can be learned from this rivalry between these two companies, one is competitive scanning. Rivals always have to keep up with what the other company is doing and what different companies are doing. So therefore, you can learn from someone else um, and possibly do something that different that maybe they did that wasn't successful, but you can also learn um, successful things that other companies have done. Um, so you can try and, and follow those footsteps and, and make that even better for your company. Um, but you also, and part of this with the competitive scanning, uh, when Disney and Comcast were bidding for Fox, um, the bidding got so intense that Disney at the end actually um, took their final bid to Fox um, in secrecy in London. So Comcast would not know that they were there trying to get the deal done. When we look at organizational foresight, you have to think about um, what's good for your organization. Uh, you don't want to get into what many people refer to, especially in the sport air, sport realm as keeping up with the Joneses. You don't want to get into a bidding war with competitors. You still have to know what is right for your company and what is going to be right for your end consumers. When we look at strategic planning, um, this goes along with that bidding war. You cannot um, keep lowering prices uh, to a point where you have diminishing returns. You again have to look at what's important to your company and let those things drive the decisions that you're making at a corporate level or at a company level. When we look at cooperation, um, companies compete and rivals compete, but they also still have to cooperate for the overall benefit of something like a league or in this case, um, something like the entertainment industry because the Walt Disney Company and Comcast Corporation are such big players in the entertainment industry um, that they do have to cooperate um, from time to time to make sure that they are offering the products that their consumers would want. And we, we've seen this with um, The Incredible Hulk and how that has been handled between Disney and Comcast. And then also we've seen the relationship between Disney and Sony Pictures and offering Spider-Man and the Spider-Man franchise, including that in the MCU. And then finally, the customer orientation aspect is always having to keep in mind what your customers want and not getting into bidding wars, not getting into uh, price slashing wars where you're going to keep knocking down your price to where you have diminishing returns. You always have to look at the end consumer and keep that in mind uh, when you're looking at what you want to do to gain a competitive advantage over another organization. Now, a question could be asked, uh, the Walt Disney Company and Comcast Corporation are huge companies. What could 
um, smaller or local companies learn from this? And that's a great question. Um, but these five things, competitive scanning, organizational foresight, strategic pricing, cooperation, and customer orientation, um, they apply at very large companies. They also apply at very small companies and local companies. Always having to keep track of what competitors are doing so you can better offer a product, knowing what's good for your organization and keeping that in mind when you're looking at things like strategic pricing, knowing that you do have to cooperate with competitors um, and that's for the overall benefit of your company and the overall benefit of sometimes the um, space that you're company and your other company, your rival company is operating in. And then also just always going back to the customer and giving the customer what they want. Um, now, something interesting is looking at what the future holds for this relationship between Disney and Comcast. Um, for example, what, what we are going through with COVID-19 in 2020 uh, where we have the closure of theme parks and the closure of production studios for both companies. Um, both companies have also um, released titles earlier um, through on-demand or streaming services um, so that they can have those productions out um, to consumers and people could see that and um, have something to do during this time. Um, but also um, know that the company is there and still have a brand relevance with people. Um, an interesting question now is, from your perspective, what else do you see that how will the future shape this relationship um, between Disney and Comcast? Um, what are some of the ways that this rivalry can go? Where are some of the avenues that um, th this can be taken? And um, what are some of the things to expect? Uh, thank you very much. And well, that's going to do it for another episode of the Being a Fan of Disney podcast. I'm your host, Cody Haver. I want to take this opportunity to thank everyone for joining us and listening and to say that I hope you found the information, whether content covered in class or interviews with guests, fun, informational, entertaining, and even inspiring. If you want to follow along with the class, you can do so by following me on Twitter at chaverphd. That's C-H-A-V-A-R-D-P-H-D. Or by joining the public group on Facebook, Being a Fan of Disney. If you want to engage with any of the guests we've had in class, their contact information is included in each of the show notes. So again, thank you for joining us. It was a great time having you. If you like what you hear, please share this out so other people can engage with the information, possibly learn more about their Disney fandom and their love for all things Disney related. With that, thank you again and have a great day.